broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Forsyth Business Radio. And hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Forsyth Business Radio. I am your host, Amanda Pierce, joined in studio today by two community leaders. I am joined by Brock Evans, who is the vice president of USI for property and casualty, and also Mr. Jeff Butterworth, who is the Georgia Power area manager. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Thanks for having us. In unison. I like it. Well, we were having a lot of fun before the show chatting, and I was learning a little bit about you fellas. For our listeners who might be unfamiliar with your companies or what you do within the community, I'm going to give you a chance to kind of elaborate on that, and we will start with you, Brock. Sounds good. Well, uh, thank you for having me. So, Brock Evans with USI, as you mentioned. Um, we are a insurance brokerage uh, and consulting firm. We've got over 200 offices across the country, 9,000 employees, over half a million clients, but we are local as well. So um, we have a national presence, but we do have a local office. In fact, a lot of our employees live up this way, uh, myself included. So happy to be here. And uh, elaborate a little bit about property and casualty, because as I mentioned before, I've heard of USI, but just on strictly on the benefits side. So maybe specify exactly what that is. Sure. So um, I know insurance is everybody's favorite topic. So um, please stay tuned. We'll make it exciting. Um, this is your prop, you know, property and casualty is general liability, workers comp, um, anything to do with property, um, anything to do with uh, uh, a business insurance, really. Um, we don't, uh, we, we do employ benefits, but that's a different division. So my focus is property and casualty. Um, and I work with a lot of contractors and um, real estate firms. That's kind of my focus uh, in the office. Very nice. And that was going to be my next question. Who is your, <laughs> who's your target market? I see some um, recognizable logos here on the collateral that you brought for your client list. And ironically, I used to work with the Absalon Hotel Group. No kidding. So on the south side of Atlanta in Peachtree City, where That's I was right. from, I worked for two of their hotels. And now they just uh, they have a Norcross property, which is uh, relatively new to their portfolio, the Crown Plaza. That's right. Great. Did you drive a golf cart there since you're in Peachtree City? I drove a golf cart to high school. It was great. That's incredible. <laughs> yes. And then also Brock Built Homes. So you guys have some pretty large names within your client list. That's right. I wish I could say that was mine, but uh, somebody else works on it. They are a USI client though. You still have the bragging rights. That's That's, right. That's a part of that. Hey, that's my name. There's not a lot of Brocks out there. Right. Well, we're going to let Jeff uh, tell us a little bit about his role within Georgia Power really quickly, and then we'll kind of um, talk about some other things. So Jeff, share with our listeners a little bit about what you do with uh, Georgia Power. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Yeah, so I think most Folks listening probably know who Georgia Power is. I mean, we're certainly honored to serve 2.7 million customers across the state and here in Forsyth County. But uh, my role is to be the area manager uh, here in Forsyth and also in Cherokee County. And generally, that just means that I'm the lead manager for all things Georgia Power internally and externally across Forsyth and Cherokee counties. Well, you and I were having an interesting conversation before the show, and you're kind of helping me understand how people select their company or furthermore, how they are unable to select it if they live within a certain area. For those who might be unfamiliar with how power gets to their home or their office, expand on that for us. Oh, wow. You went into not only how customers get to select, but also <laughs> how it gets there. So that's getting technical. Well, you were telling me about laying lines earlier, and that was really interesting and having to tap into different 
<laughs> it's not my ex- expertise. You go ahead. Not expected to be, right? So, uh, yeah, this is our business. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just to hit the technical side, you got you got a generation source, typically a plant sometimes. Nowadays, solar and other renewable sources, but that's flowing uh, through some lines to a substation, a substation to uh, the lines that go to your house. And so uh, we could get into a lot of technical parts of that, but uh, in terms of selecting your utility provider, that's actually governed by a territorial act that lays out the lines of who serves what, and uh, unless you're a very large load, say the size of use anyway, of maybe a super Walmart or something like that, those customers get a choice and the various utility providers compete for it, but for generally as we're sitting here, say residential customers, you're going to get the utility that serves where you're actually located based on predefined lines that are uh, through a territorial act. Very cool. And yeah. you know why I asked you that, right? So uh, Brock doesn't know, and I don't know if our listeners do, but you have uh, about 25-year career with Georgia Power, yeah. and you started as a field meter reader. Take us through that journey, <laughs> the ascension of the ranks, and obviously your tenure. It's a worthwhile company because you've been with them for so long. Yeah, it's a great company. It's been very good to me. Uh, so in February of 1998, um, my wife and I were pretty young, married, and and uh, made a combined $15 an hour at the time. <laughs> and I needed a better job. So I uh, uh, had a friend that was a meter reader at Georgia Power in Alpharetta, and I found out about the job, and he was making a good bit more than I was, obviously, at the time, and working a lot of overtime, which was adding to his income, had great benefits, et cetera. And so um, I found myself at Georgia Power as a meter reader. Very, very difficult job, uh, walking miles and miles and miles every day in the worst possible weather conditions you can imagine. Um, Didn't think I would make it through my first month, but I did. And, uh, you know, I've I've just worked hard and and, uh, met a lot of great people along the way and moved my family a couple of times and changed jobs. I think this is my 11th job in the company and went back and got my bachelor's and MBA along the way. And so here I am 24 and a half years later, and um, my role is now area manager for these two counties. That's exciting. Well, congratulations. Thank you. It's been fun. I mean, I, it's been a great career. I you know, never would have foresaw this. Um, you know, when I was uh, whatever age I was in 1998. Um, but I can't believe I've been here this long already. And, and you know, I'm certainly not looking to go anywhere else. Right. I was going to say, you look like you must have started when you were 10. If you yeah. have a 25-year career, my gosh. Well, when we get to uh, talking about maybe hobbies or something like that, <laughs> you know, I can, I can tell you I had to start taking better care of myself uh, a number of years ago. And so I'm quite a bit lighter than I used to be physically, and it keeps you young looking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to parlay over to you, Brock, and I want to ask you kind of how you got into USI. You're obviously a very passionate and people-oriented person, so serving uh, the community through USI, I'm sure, is something that comes naturally to you. But why USI? There's so many benefit providers out there. You're right. There are a lot of great brokers out there, no question. Um, I was on the carrier side before, so um, I was actually working with brokers, um, and USI was always one that I really enjoyed working with. I had a lot of friends there. Um, But what really drew me uh, to USI specifically is just the team aspect. So um, we're kind of set up where we're 10 regions and we all share uh, like proprietary information. So I can say, 
okay, if you're a roofer, we have 100 roofers across these territories, and I know kind of what the rates should look like, and we all collaborate together. So someone from, I don't know, Minnesota might say, hey, you really need to look out for this exclusion or this form. And so, you know, some, I liked it because they weren't just getting me or even my regional team, but they get the, the whole breadth of uh, brain trust across the entire company which uh, probably a bigger word than I should be using, but I'm writing it down so I can use it again. <laughs> but that's kind of how we describe it. So to me, that was really um, enticing. And uh, I, I just liked how they were set up. There was an opportunity um, for newer producers like me who had not really actually been in, in a sales role before. I was on the carrier side and, and managed a team. So it was just really the the right fit, and I've absolutely loved it. Um, I'm drinking the Kool Aid, um, but I'll be the first to tell you there are other you know, great brokers out there. There's a lot of great competition, both locally and nationally. Um, but uh, I think we are a little bit different, and um, I certainly am proud to be there. And he brought all kinds of US, uh, USI tchotchkes <laughs> for those of you who can't see. Hopefully, you'll see them in some of the photos. But we've got some koozies and some chargers and all kinds of fun stuff. So we definitely like the swag. Is that bug spray or hand sanitizer? You know, this is hand sanitizer. Oh. So figure we're still yeah. in, in that stage. The and Jeremy stage. Or if you're going to networking events or things like that, maybe do a little hand sanitizer afterwards. A little spritz. Does it smell like tequila? Uh, I don't think so. Because <laughs> you know when they ran out of whatever, <laughs> the hand sanitizer largely started smelling like vodka and tequila. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's a, a waste um, of, <laughs> of potentially. but Or it's a perfect example of how the distilleries pivoted and started um, you know, producing something that was able to uh, provide another They're, purpose. Just like breweries doing uh, canned water you know, and things like that instead of just beer. So, Have you ever had canned water? <laughs> Liquid death is pretty good. I, it's so weird to me to drink the water out of a can. I guess I'm accustomed to something effervescent coming out of a can. So when I take that sip, it's just like weird. I had never seen the liquid death thing until I went to a concert recently at uh, Ameris Chastain. Uh-huh. Yep. And, and I, I saw people with liquid death and I thought, man, what in the heck are they, are they drinking? drinking? <laughs> I didn't know if it was like, you know, a monster, you know, drink on mm-hmm. steroids or like some, you know, 50 per, 50% alcohol drink or what. Found out it was water. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool name. It really is. And it's great branding. I think the death portion is to plastic, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Oh, That's what it kind of nice. represents. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do like it when I'm out, but at home or at the office, tap water is fine yeah, for me. Absolutely. Plastic cool. meaning... Aluminum cans are better than plastic. I, I just more recycle. Okay, I guess Either more easy friendly? to recycle. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. We should look that up. Do a plug for Liquid Death, but Liquid Death. Okay. <laughs> they are not sponsoring us, but we we would love to connect. Okay, that's, that's right. <laughs> you kind of um, you kind of skimmed over Jeff, and I will will kind of skip around because I have squirrel brain. But to the personal aspect, and speaking of water, um, talking about physical fitness and how that kind of plays into mental clarity and ability to serve our families and our communities. Mm-hmm etc. Share with me and our listeners, if you don't mind, a little bit about that personal journey. Sure. Well, you know, 2007, probably, uh, I went to a health fair at our office and our company's really good about promoting health and fitness and wellness, overall wellness and safety, of course. And we have these health fairs where we have and had to kind of pause those during the COVID timeframe, but we're kind of slowly starting back on that. But I was at the health fair and I guess I had, I don't know if the nurse there took my blood pressure or what and what other other maybe I had had my blood drawn and they were viewing it with me and you know they kind of gave me the you know the quote the quote come to Jesus uh conversation and you know I was like yep 
I need to do better. And so I got into mountain biking uh, at, at the time, and I did that for a year or so. And then I got tired of it. Every time it would rain and be really wet, the trails are closed. You're not supposed to ride them because it gets them all redded out and messed up, and it gets them in bad shape. And then I was like, man, I, now I can't do anything. So I ended up buying a road bike, and I remember buying it from the guy I used in a parking lot of a little shopping center. And I, I had to ask him, I'm like, how do you shift the gears on this thing? I literally didn't know. And he showed me, and so I bought that road bike, and then I started road biking some, and then I, I did that for several years, and then I started running a little bit more. And one day I was walking out of church, and one of our friends looked at me and said, are you losing weight? Your your pants look like they're falling off of you. And I turned around at some point and looked in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so I had gone, uh, at that point, I had gone from almost 200 pounds to about 180 or so, and then uh, when I started running, I had gotten down to almost 170. And and now I just, I still do it because I enjoy it, because I know I need to. I need the stress relief. I need to take better care of myself. And, you know, people ask me with my busy job in life, you know, with work and family and everything else, how do you have time for that? And I, I tell them, I'm like, I, I have to do it. I mean, it actually makes me more effective in all the rest of the time that I use on all the other things in life if I didn't spend time on that I wouldn't be as efficient as effective as maybe I am in all the other aspects of my life so that's kind of the journey um, and uh, you know something I still enjoy doing but don't get me wrong I yesterday I told my wife I was gonna go run and I said I'm literally getting in the car one step at a time right now I'm gonna run one step at a time because I don't want to do it Mm -hmm. and you know I just fight through it and takes a lot of discipline you run outside or on the treadmill? I, I actually do absolutely nothing indoor. Um, I cannot run on a treadmill. I can't do stationary bike. I will ride my bike in 15 degrees wow. before I will do it indoors. Inside, yeah. Yep. Well, the reason I asked is because I can run a lot further and faster on the treadmill at the gym than I can at the 5K hmm. in the Boulder okay. Dash at Martin Marietta. <laughs> put, put me on the pavement with some inclines and the humidity. Oh, it's a whole nother story. Um, but interesting. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I know you and I had a conversation about cycling once before. Yeah. That totally slipped my mind. Um, what about you, Brock? What do you kind of do to stay, uh, to stay nimble? So I'm extremely passionate about fitness and nutrition and all that stuff. So my friends at work are going to laugh because you teed me up for this perfectly. They make fun of me like, oh, we're going to go out and eat you know, Mexican food or something else. But I know Brock's not going to go, which I do have cheat days and I do like to eat a lot of stuff. It's just got to be what I've found it is it's got to be sustainable. Um, and so me personally, I've done keto, low carb, high carb. I've just I've had to find I've got three kids married it's got to be something that works for me and that I can kind of keep going with. But, um, I do, I love going to the gym. That's kind of my time. Uh, I just put on my, my earphones and get in there and lift. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you might not be able to tell I lift a lot, but I, uh, looked like you struggled getting to the door on the way in. Actually. Yeah. That, that door is heavy. So <laughs> I, I meant your, you know, how broad you You're are. So, oh, so <laughs> swole, <Brock. laughs> I did go this morning. So, but, but for me, um, <laughs> For me, it's it's really true that that helps you be your best without getting into like self help too much. It does help you be your best self because I find that like if I challenge myself physically, then that helps me be more prepared to challenge myself mentally. And I always kind of kind of say and joke with my friends like my most important job is not at USI; it's being a dad and a husband. And so that keeping myself fit helps me keep up with my kids, coach them in soccer and baseball, and 
and have energy. So there's a lot of reasons I do it, um, but I, I truly enjoy it. I like eating healthy, and uh, it makes me feel better. So I, I don't. I don't like eating healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, though, but um, I don't like eating healthy. How about that? You just got to find stuff you like and, mm-hmm. and find good artificial sweeteners. Those are a few. Oh, do you do the monk fruit? Monk fruit is really good. Yeah. Stevie is good. Monk uh-huh. fruit's good. Um, and you can start to develop new tastes, uh, as you, like I went from sweet tea to unsweet tea mm-hmm. yep. and same here. Yeah. Things like that. I know that's a sin in the South to say that, but have you had these Zebia sodas yet? Zebia? I have not. I'm a big Celsius guy. They're good though. Uh, finally found a, a good, uh, soda that you can enjoy and it's actually good. It's Zebia. Mm. Interesting. I like that's it. the brand name. Okay. Yeah. Probably doing too much product placement here. <laughs> we're helping some people like, out. Like we're trying to find that's right. anybody out Let's there Let's talk about listening. USI and Georgia Power. <laughs> that's right. Let's do it. How could USI and Georgia Power work together? Well, ironically, when you walk through the door, we did find out, if, if I don't mind me sharing, that's fine. that uh, Jeff is actually already a client. So that's, that's right. exciting. That's right. So, you know, we've got four divisions. We've got a property and casualty division, the business insurance, commercial insurance, whatever you want to call it. That's what I'm, that's what I do. We have employee benefits. So if you work for a company, your health insurance, dental insurance, vision, all of that, we've got a personal risk department. Um, and that's what Jeff was referring to. So, um, you know, we have a lot of different carriers and different options and maybe some of the, the big box personal, um, there's a lot of good ones out there, but we've got access to a lot of them. Um, and then we have a retirement 401k division. So there's a lot of ways. I mean, we can partner, whether it's individually, um, you know, or on particular deals. You know, I'm not sure how much construction they do, but we do um, obviously builder's risk and, mm-hmm. and property insurance and stuff like that. Ah, very nice. Yeah. So what you spoke of earlier, I mean, certainly Georgia Power and Southern Company, Georgia Power is part of Southern Company. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our benefits, contracts, et cetera. And as far as I know, it's not with USI. We have some certain, uh, you know, auto partnerships and life insurance partnerships and things like that. But I I don't mind putting in a plug for USI here because I'd I'd met a good friend in the Paulding chamber a while back and he was, uh, I don't know if his title was broker or whatever, but, or agent whatnot for USI. But, um, he and I were talking one day and I said, Hey, I'd love for you to look at my auto home and umbrella policy. And he did. And he came back with an outstanding proposal that actually increased my coverages. It was for the same cost or less. And I feel really, really good about where I sit today, knowing that I've got all my insurances in place uh, properly. So um, plug for USI. And when I saw that you were going to be on with me today and it was USI and I didn't have your name yet, I, I thought about calling my friend and saying, Hey, I got us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is that you or what? But I knew he had, he wasn't with USI anymore. So I didn't well, do that. That's very kind. I did not pay Jeff to say that by the way. <laughs> he will yeah. later though. That's right. That's right. Well, it's What's funny, for lunch? Cause I don't, not Mexican. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's actually my favorite. It's pro here's it's another a, plug. Zolata or something. Yeah, that's right. Halcyon. He's going to buy me a salad. I love that place. It is good. They have Haven't Salad Express down in Pastry City, Georgia. Very similar concept, but I love it. You just go and get the humongous bowl of salad. Mm. You can load it up with as many veggies as you want. Pick your protein. That I sounds like great. I, I, I could dig that. I interrupted your thought. I apologize. Were you going to piggyback on what Jeff said? Uh, I think I was good. He was just mentioning just USI and what we offer, and that's great. That's what we want to hear. I mean, it's a relationship business. It's a, it is a relationship business, and make sure I'm on the mic here. Um you know, we uh, we hope that service is something that that people um, like that we provide, uh, and that we are a good consultant uh, for for folks. Um, and a lot of times, that's that's one way you can lose a client by having poor service, right? So I'm glad to hear that. I appreciate the plug. 
Very personal. So speaking of relationships, I know that uh, I met Jeff in the marketplace. We were doing, it was, was it an economic development meeting with the Forsyth Chamber? Yes, that was the commercial real estate roundtable, I believe you, you and I were at. Uh, wow. We'll have to keep you plugged yeah. in. You know, I didn't get that email. That's weird. I, don't, <laughs> I have to look Actually, back and see. That's going on this morning, as a matter Forsyth of fact. Forsyth Chamber? Yeah, I, I've Very I've been cool. invited several times by our neighbor here next door. Uh-huh. So join us sometime. Yeah, okay, I'd yeah, love to. I love that. Well, and also I know you're a high networker as well, Brock. So talk a little bit about the importance, and either one of you jump in, of developing those sustainable relationships and how you kind of find the key people that you look to connect with through networks and through community involvement. So I guess I'll start first. I like to give before I get or ask. And so one of the first things I always ask someone at, at an event I'm involved with several different organizations is what is a good referral for you? What's a good contact for you? Uh, I grew up here. Um, I actually, I grew up in Roswell, but I went to elementary school here in Cumming um, when there was just a Pappy Reds and a Walmart off exit 14 back in the early nineties. So, um, but you know, I just, I love helping people and connecting the dots and I, I might have several conversations with someone and we don't talk about insurance at all. Workers comp experience mods or property rates or any of that stuff. It's just, how can I help? them? Um, how can I be a resource to them and use my network to help them? A lot of times it is with other, um, you know, salespeople or business development people. Um, so that's kind of my approach to it. Um, and so far it's, it's been great. I mean, I've received so many opportunities uh, work-wise uh, from networking events and, and certainly personal too, made a lot of great friends. And that's been a big part, I think, of my um, kind of my, my success and my focus, uh, as far as from a marketing or prospecting standpoint, because when you have networking, you have people introduce you, nothing is really cold, so to speak. Um, so I love it. I'm a huge proponent and, um, yeah. And Jeff. Yeah. I mean, extremely powerful, you know, I guess as I've gotten older, I'm not giving away my age, but I have been with Georgia power for almost 25 years at this point. But you know, the older I've gotten, the more, um, I've seen it as an organic thing. Um, it's not like a, a strategy to, you know, hit a certain number of contacts anymore. Um, it's truly about kind of coming out of the abundance, the blessing of all that I've been uh, blessed to do and spaces that I'm able to operate in and, um, you know, try to uh, adopt a practice of a good friend of mine in Cherokee. You know, he, he always asks, you know, is there anything I can do for you? And I don't quite have that down yet, but I try to do that. And, you know, when you're just easy to reach and easy to do business with, and you just talk to people and, you know, and all that, those years of business experience, how many times have I, you know, maybe not treated somebody or kind of thought that someone was important. And then I found out later they were really important. And so I guess as I've gotten older and learned from those mistakes, I've you know, everybody's important in and of themselves from just a personal value perspective, but you never know who you're talking to. Mm. And so, um, just trying to, um, slow down and talk and listen and just, you know, connect people that you mentioned that connecting dots or people. And the thing, you know, at the end of the day, the days that I go home and I feel like really, really energized, like I've had a great day is when I have made some kind of really meaningful connection of two things or two people or made something come together just because I was the connector. I didn't do anything but put something together, but it makes me feel really good when I have those opportunities to do that. It doesn't happen all the time, 
but it does happen and and that gives me a great sense of value and so networking though is extremely important and honestly it just makes life more enjoyable it does it's like the idea of it's more more fun to give than to receive right of course yeah and both both of you said that um that give give before you get and they give back so i like that for those of you who are just joining us, our guests today are Jeff Butterworth with Georgia Power and also Brock Evans with USI. So speaking of give backs, gentlemen, I want to ask you what you personally do or what you do through your organizations in order to give back to the community or in order to keep up the morale, etc. So I'm in lo- involved with a lot of stuff um, on behalf of Georgia Power I'm on seven boards, multiple chambers, multiple economic development organizations. Um, Chattahoochee Technical College Foundation Board, um, and a couple others, uh, and and those kind of are a work personal life blend in a lot of cases. Um, and then outside of that, my wife and I just support a lot of the same causes, a lot of causes through our church, a lot of other causes in the community that are generally around um, foster kid space. We're not foster parents, but you know, we, we've tried to adapt or adopt uh, things that are important to us that are in the stage of life we were in. Our, our girls have gotten older. They're 18 and almost 21. But, you know, as they were growing up through the years, we, we tried to think about what would life be like for them if they were struggling with these things. So we kind of supported causes uh, like that. One other thing that, that I really am proud of that's not an official board, but something that um, I'm part of in the community is something in Cherokee County, actually. But um, we bring together, myself and three other hosts, we intentionally bring together every quarter a diverse group of people. Not, And we have zero agenda except for maybe an informative topic, but the whole purpose is to bring together a demographically diverse group of people just to create some sense of community, unity, and trust. There's there's no shortage of opportunities to champion your cause, whatever that may be, on probably polar opposites of some of the biggest issues of the day. But we've found that the folks that we invite, we each invite two guests apiece, and we have a breakfast, and we fellowship. And folks have been really receptive and energized by just coming together and being one, you know, without consternation or agendas. And uh, so that's something that I'm really proud of that I've been part of now for about the past year. Skipped over a lot of things there, but um, extremely involved in the community on behalf of Georgia Power. Mm -hmm. And then actually I'll mention one more thing. I'm monopolizing a lot of time, I know, but at Georgia Power we have what's called the Citizens of Georgia Power. We have 39 chapters across the state, almost 3,000 members, and that is 100% employee-driven, volunteers, creating their own projects, their own fundraisers. I've been involved in that since, I don't know, the early 2000s. I've been a chapter president in Augusta with more than 100 member volunteers that um, I was able to lead and lead with, you know, multiple, a myriad of service projects over the years through Citizens of Georgia Power. It's a lot of causes, <laughs> a, lot um, of causes. a great organization uh-huh. that impacts and touches a lot of causes. I like the the diverse group that you spearhead quarterly. Mm. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so far that's the way it has felt and that's what we want to keep. Very nice. And same, same to you. That's Brock. amazing. I, I should have gone first. That's hard to follow. Honestly, Jeff, that's, that's awesome. I love the, uh, the diversity group because I think we're all so much more alike than we are different. Um, social media might tell you otherwise sometimes, but you get people in person 
and you find there's a lot more similarities uh, across you know any demographic uh, data point that you would want to look at. So that's really cool. Um, for me personally, my wife and I are very involved in our church. Uh, we serve there um, in the student ministry. I, I mentioned earlier, I've been involved uh, with our, our church network of churches for many years as a musician. Um, we're small group leaders uh, for a married small group. So we're definitely very involved there. Um, USI specifically, we have a program called USI Gives Back. And so that's kind of our our big focus. So we do choose, uh, each region chooses a different nonprofit to kind of support uh, monthly. And then we actually, from a national standpoint, get a uh, free a PTO paid day off uh, to volunteer somewhere uh, once a year. And there's even more available if you want to do that. But there's at least the expectation, hey, at least knock out of work one day and volunteer somewhere. So most recently we were at the Atlanta Humane Society. So it, it wasn't in Forsyth County. It was in Alpharetta technically, but mm-hmm. pretty close. Um, and that was really cool to come together and learn more about what they do. Um, so giving back is really important. We support a lot of nonprofits um, via um, you know financial support, also sponsoring golf tournaments and events and things of that nature. So uh, it's very important um, to me personally and also to USI. Great core values in both of your organizations and also within you too as gentlemen who are also husbands and fathers. So I'm sure that you're sure. instilling that that same value within your children. We're going to flip to a little bit of a personal note here. And you mentioned that you guys both were dads. So do share how many kids, age range, etc. Absolutely. So I always, uh, we were talking about this earlier. This is my most important job. Um, I love what I do at USI, but being a husband and, and, uh, and father, that's something only I can do. No one else can do that. If I, if I left USI, they could find another Brock to, to go out and sell insurance. But, um, I do have three kids. They are 12, 10 and six. We have two girls and a boy. Uh, we're just down the road. This was the easiest commute I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so this was really close. Um, but they're involved in, um, soccer, drama, baseball, you name it. I think at this point we have something every day of the week, including weekends. Wow. So it's very busy. busy yeah. uh, and so my, my wife's a, a rock star and helps get everybody where they need to go and in the midst of doing her job during the day as well. So I love being a dad. I was an only child and I always wanted a, a big family. And so uh, three felt like a good number. And I, you know, I potentially could have kept going, but we felt like, hey, we've got three healthy kids. <laughs> Let's uh, count our blessings and be happy. But they're they're awesome. I'm their biggest fan. And uh, blessed to be their dad and, and blessed to be the husband to my wife. Yeah. So my, uh, I mentioned earlier, I have two daughters, uh, 18 and the other will be 21 in a month and a day. Uh-oh. <laughs> and my wife, uh, Kelly, uh, am I supposed to mention names on here? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll mention the kids' names. <laughs> to Kelly and I have been married almost 25 years. Uh, so I'll, I often say I've been married to my wife and Georgia Power both for <laughs> almost 25 years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, matter of fact, my wife and I are trying to figure out what the heck we're going to do about 25th anniversary because we actually took our girls to Hawaii in July. So we mm-hmm. had a big vacation this year. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to figure something else out now. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Obviously, being husband and dad are definitely the most important job I have. Um, I probably don't do that as well as you do. I don't focus on it as well as you do. Our, our girls, um, my, my 21-year-old, almost 21-year-old is at Georgia College in Milledgeville, and, and uh, she is ahead because she dual enrolled, and so she's um, going to have her bachelor's degree in a year, and then she's probably going down the physician's assistance, assistant path, the PA, and then my youngest um, is has just started at Kennesaw State and kind of trying to figure it out. So we're sort of, my wife and I are in that kind of 
it's all, it's feeling like empty nest. Yeah. Um, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I, I, it is nice. Um, people talk about their, you know, two and five year olds or their 13 and 10, whatever ages you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> yep. Enjoy it while, while it lasts. I mean, those, those are fun years. Yes, they're hard, but they're, they're more hard on an energy level. I think it takes a lot of physical energy when you get your kids get the age, you know, upper age like mine, it's more stress energy, I think, but it's all good. We look forward to the future. Absolutely. I didn't start drinking coffee until I had kids. I'll just put that out there. I'm and, glad you said classified I, coffee. And now <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. And now I, now I drink a lot of coffee throughout the day, but you're exactly right. Um, and that's why it's so important, you know, obviously with your, your marriage relationship to continue to foster that because at some point the kids will be out of there and you still have to be friends and want to hang out with each other, right? So. Absolutely. Speaking of which, um, as you guys are such great parents, that means to me that maybe you've had some influential people in your world as well, uh, aside from your own fathers or mothers or a relative, who would you say has been kind of helpful in making you the person that you are today? Maybe a mentor or somebody that was uh, highly influential in your world that paved the way. Wasn't expecting that question. So I'm actually you <laughs> Curveball. Know, yeah, oh. thinking about not, not that we got all the questions right. by any means. We didn't uh, get any of them for no. that matter. But, but this one I hadn't really kind of thought about in professional life. I've had a number of mentors over the years that were you know sort of assigned through specific programs at Georgia power leadership programs. And they have um, been extremely important to me as I've grown in the company to you know, just share with me, maybe in a hard time or a frustrating time, you know, just keep your head up, keep your head up, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And and when they said, keep your head up, they meant, you know, feel good about yourself, you know, stay positive. And then there've been times that, that I've been told, keep your head down, keep your head down and do your job, do it well, keep doing it well. You know, those kinds of things, um, over the years from professional mentors, from a personal perspective, you know, I, you know, I had good parents that, that took care of me, took me to my, all of my ball games, provided for me and all that. I'm not glazing over them by any means, but I think about my grandparents a lot and just, um, what they meant to me. Uh, I had all four of them, you know, the, the two on each side and, um, they were such just hard workers and, you know, really had a very steady, calm hand uh you know as I got older maybe when we were off to the side they might have expressed some frustration to me but I saw how they um just kind of took things in stride and and tried to stay positive and faithful and all those kinds of things and so they were certainly um big influences in my life as well um and then other than that there have just been friends that I had growing up you know that were just incredibly hard workers and I just saw how how certain ones like they could just do anything. And so I was with them a lot. And so I just kind of felt like I can do anything. And my dad, um, always a do it yourselfer, And so he's way better at it today even than I am now, but I learned a lot and I do almost everything myself around the house. And so it's just stuff like that kind of has impacted who I am and folks that even from, you know, spiritual angle that, you know, talked a lot about doing your very best, and uh, that has resonated with me for a long time now. And Brock? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. There's a bunch of them, and I would be afraid to leave anybody out, mm-hmm. but certainly starting with my parents, I have awesome supportive parents that have supported me through uh, through college and through pursuing being a musician for many years full-time, which is which is a whole separate topic we could talk about. But I would say certainly my parents, my uh, my stepdad, 
um, has been a huge influence in my life. And, uh, there's several people that have, um, have passed that I would, that I would put in this category as well. My, my grandpa who, um, died earlier, I guess about six, seven years ago, he was 93. He was in world war two and was a farmer and taught me to like work hard and, Take, take care of my family. And one of the coolest things he told before he passed, he told my wife and I, he's like, I think you guys have a chance to have what he and my grandma had. And they were married for over 60 years. And so that really meant a lot. That was cool. Some still continue to be super inspired by him. Um, I had a, a couple aunts that I would say that, you know, my actual aunts and also someone that was like an adopted aunt who's passed, um, from a more of a spiritual and personal development side. Um, certainly there's been a lot of, uh, youth leaders and, and church, uh, leaders that have poured into me and that have, um, really spoken truth into my life. And I really like, you know, sometimes I'm such a positive person, but sometimes I need to hear that critical feedback too. I think when someone really cares about you, they're going to tell you like, Hey, you may not realize this blind spot in your, whether it's professional, personal life. And so here's something, because I care about you, I'm not just going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. And so there's a number of people that have been like that too. Um, still very close with all my high school buddies. We have a group text that has, I don't know, hundreds of texts a day. So <laughs> Um, yeah, um, certainly inspired by all of them. I, I mentioned a lot of people, certainly my, my wife and my kids, um, on a daily basis. Of course. Well, you guys are very fortunate to have had those grandparent influences. Uh, all my grandparents passed before I had a chance to really get to know them or before I was even on this earth. So I admire the fact that you had all four of yours, yeah. Jeff, and that you had a great relationship with yours, Brock. That's right. All mine are still alive other than my, my one grandpa I mentioned. So very fortunate to still have them at, at the age I am. So. And your kids have great grandparents. That's they exciting. do. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't take that for granted because um, my grandparents were relatively young uh, when my parents were born. So uh, at the age I'm approaching to still have most of my grandparents, I feel very fortunate. Very fortunate. Hey, I wanted to um, give you a chance really quickly before it slips my mind. Anybody that's out there listening that might like to get in touch with you to learn more about USI or your services, send, send your information. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, it's USI.com. My email is, is pretty simple. It's just my first name, Brock.Evans at USI.com. And what I would say is uh, we've got a lot of partners as well, um, not just in the insurance space, but um, in construction or restoration or claims management, whatever. If you have anything insurance related, uh, there's a chance it may not even be in my wheelhouse, but I would love to connect you with someone in within US, USI first, and then if not, someone external that can help you. So glad to be a resource uh, however I can, but it's, uh, it's brock.evans at usi.com or my phone number. Is that listed or should I say that? You can say it. Sure. 404-455-6904. That's my cell. Please, please don't text me too late at <laughs> night though. I put it on do not disturb. So. And Jeff's cell phone number is, no, I'm just yeah, teasing. I just learned from your mistake, Brock. <laughs> hey, that's that's okay. <laughs> if you feel it beneficial to share your information, you're welcome to. You can always block someone. Also. <laughs> no, um, th- no yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. I Absolutely. mean, being the 24-7 business that we are, uh, it is not a good thing for me to provide my direct contact because like, there's no way I can, you know, serve everybody personally. Um, we're available 24-7. Check us out on georgiapower.com. Oh. Check out our Georgia Power app. If you need us, you call our 1-800 number. We have multiple for different reasons, but one that you can absolutely reach us at 24-7 and get you to the right place is 888-660-5890. 
and we have there obviously people there twenty four seven to uh, assist you. But if somebody really wants to find me, if you just something about today, or you, you'd like to speak with me, you can look me up on the chamber uh, for South Chamber website and send a message through their site, and you know I will uh, respond accordingly. I like that. Shout out to our great Forsyth County Chamber yeah, of Commerce. Absolutely. Yep best best in the business best in the business well as i told you that the time would pass very quickly and we are right here at about 40 minutes so i'm going to give you a chance to share any final thoughts or parting words if there's something that you wanted to express that we didn't get to touch on i know we didn't get to go into your rock rock band days (laughs) rock we'll have to have you back on for another another show i'll bring pictures for when i had long hair but um (laughs) oh i have to see those any words of encouragement you'd like to leave with our listeners sure um this is for Scythe Business Radio, and um, you know I would just say that, man, Forsyth has everything everybody could want in a community um, in terms of uh, amenities and resources, and attracting business here, and living here, and uh, the live work play is all here. What a great community! What potential this community still has! Um, I congratulate all that have been involved to this point for what has. Um, this has become here, but also all the leaders that I know and that I'm involved with as well, very much so in helping, you know, figure out and plan and be involved in whatever way I can. I mean, by no means do I take any credit at this point, but, but trying to listen and see how I can be of service as well. But I congratulate all the folks that are working to make Forsyth the uh, best county that it can possibly be. And of course, coming as well, being part of Forsyth. You know, I just, um, I think about the times that we're in and just kind of the way things are. And, you know, I just have a, a passion and burden for um, everybody kind of just, and I know it's easy to say coming together, but we're never going to agree on the most polarizing issues in life. Um, you can just name those right now and you know what they are. We're never going to agree on those. And so we have to figure out how to uh, disagree without being disagreeable and, you know, not be hateful, be more accepting of each other. And by no means do I have this all perfect myself. It's a a place that I'm still growing in. But if I have the opportunity of a, a microphone right now, and I do, you know, I just want to put out there, let's, let's, let's tamp it down a little bit. Let's, let's debate, let's vote, let's advocate for our causes, but let's, let's come together. We should still be able to have a cup of coffee, fellowship, enjoy each other's company, calm down a little bit, let somebody in in traffic. Um, don't go so fast. You know, all those things, uh, we can make this place better in and of ourselves, and we can do that one person at a time. Is tampet a baseball term? Is no, that they do to the. Do you know mound? what a tamper is? It's a. Uh, that's what I thought they would do with the pitchers. Oh, well, maybe tamp, tamp down the. Maybe I don't. I don't know if I've uh, ever. But a but tamper do, is like a heavy, heavy, you know, shovel-looking tool, but it's flat, and you can like pound yeah. down the ground. It's just kind of tamp it down. Mm-hmm. You know, take it down a notch is really all that's. Yeah. So, I wrote that down. Tip it. Yeah. And you rock. I love that. That's, uh, again, extremely hard to follow, but that was really strong. Um, I love Forsyth County. Uh, lived here, like I said, many years. And I even though I grew up in Roswell, I went to school up here. My mom was a teacher. She opened many of the schools up here and taught at several that y'all would be familiar with. Um, I'm just excited to see the growth uh, economically, but also population-wise as far as the diversity, too. Um, you know, to your point, there's there's people that may not look like you and me or, or believe the exact same things, but I love that we can all be 
uh, hanging out at the gym together or hanging out at Starbucks together. And again, find there's so much more common ground than not. Um, and so I would, I would definitely say that, uh, from, you know, uh, just a perspective of, of what you're talking about, just to show people grace, you never really know what someone's going through. Um, and so, you know, using the, the, the mask as an example, you could say, well, if you have one, you believe this, if you don't have one, you don't believe this, but you don't know who they might have at home, who they're protecting. Um, you know, just, just to try to give people some grace and maybe not try to assume too much. Um, I, uh, I, my wife and I call it uh, API assume positive intent. And so that's a, that's a good one that I try to put, you know, especially when in our email world, right, you could easily eat, read an email the wrong way. So I try to start by assuming positive intent really with anything in life um, until maybe they prove otherwise. But again, his closing remarks were awesome. And, you know, thank you so much for having us. Of yeah, course. thanks. It's been great. My pleasure. Well, for all of you listening out there, if you'd like to enjoy these shows, they are available 24-7 online at businessradiox.com. Simply select the Forsyth Studio. But more easily, you can just uh, listen on iTunes or Spotify or Pandora or wherever you listen. Where do you listen to podcasts? Oh, gosh. Um, <clears throat> SoundCloud probably is my number one. Okay. A lot of you college football, um, myself. So I'm there. <laughs> I guess I use the Apple podcast. Yeah, that's app. what everyone's like. Ah, yeah. the one that came preloaded <laughs> yeah, on my the phone. one on my phone. Yep. That's right. That's okay. <laughs> and also, I think that Android users tend to tend to use Spotify a lot. So I'm thankful I'm an Apple user myself as well. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us. And again, yeah, today we were joined in studio by Jeff Butterworth and also Brock Evans. And I am your host, Amanda Pierce, and I look forward to uh, chatting with you guys next time. And until then, have a fantastic day.